catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. When the internet came into existence, many countries and people found it difficult and many still find it difficult to properly structure and regulate the process of commercializing content on the internet. Intellectual property issues have become more widespread with a lot of people still ignorant as to how it applies in everyday situations. Talk more of how it applies on the internet or even on social media platforms. Every day we have images, sounds, and videos go viral without permission, without compensation, or sometimes even without credits given to the original creators of these contents who take effort, time, and creativity to piece these contents together. Though digital technologies have made it easier to create, to replicate, and share content on social media spaces, there are laws guiding all of the content you see, and you can be sued for copying someone's content. LOL, right? <laughs> you may think the wonderful poems and pictures on your Facebook feeds are exempt from copyright violations. Same with the funny videos you see on Instagram, but you'd be wrong. Sharing content you find online without permission or compensation is a violation of the copyright law. So does this mean that you cannot share any content whatsoever again? Well, there are some technicalities as to how to go about it. And that's why I've got an expert today. Today, we'll dive into all of these issues with a lawyer who advises on intellectual property, information tech, and startup law. Our guest is an associate at Infusion Lawyers and a member policy and regulations committee at CBAN. CBAN is a stakeholders in Blockchain Technology Association of Nigeria. It's a self-regulatory body in Nigeria's emerging blockchain industry. Gabriel Eze is our guest. Welcome, Gabriel. How are you doing? I'm very well, Tony. Thank you very much. Good morning, everyone. It's my pleasure to be here again. Yeah, so let's refresh our thoughts about the general rules protecting creative content on social media before we get into the discussion, the nitty-gritties of discussion for today. Okay, that's fine. So, of course, this is another episode on this same subject. So the last time we were here, we established the fact that one of the biggest types of intellectual property, IP, copyrights actually governs most of the things that goes on on social media. Actually, copyright is the law that underlines some of these works, creative works on social media. So it's very important that we try to have a basic understanding of what copyright is about, right? So copyright protects creative works. Two things under the Nigerian Copyright Act, two things must be present for any work anyone puts out there for any content to be copyrightable or to qualify for copyright protection. So just before I list those two things, this tells us that it's not every stuff that is put out there on the internet or on social media that will qualify or that will be eligible for copyright protection. So under the Nigerian Copyright Act, it provides for two critical elements that makes any work to fall under copyright protection. And one of it, it says that that work must be original. For any content to be eligible for copyright, it must be original. Now, original here, it does not necessarily mean that that work has to be something out of the blue, something that has not been done before. 
something that has not no what copyright seeks to protect is not just the idea or ideas what copyright seeks to protect is the expression of that idea so how you go about making that particular content you know expressing it is very important that's one then secondly it must be fixed in any medium of expression so it's not enough for me to uh, for my work or idea to be original i must put it out there into a medium like radio television or you know make it to an mp3 a multiplayer you know this and all of those stuff so these are the two things that will qualify for copyright protection once they are found now what are those areas or those works that copyright protects right it's important we look at them and you mentioned much of them when you were introducing um during the introduction you look at literary works that has to do with your novels stories you no know, poetic works your plays choreography works computer programs textbooks just name them you know your stage directions and the all so then you look at musical works just as it implies you know music you look at artistic works it has to do with your paintings your drawings your etchings your lithographs maps photographs you know works of architecture in the form of building models artistic craftsmanship and all then we look at cinematographic works this has to do with your visual images videos recordings and so many more then you look at sound recording as it implies it's self explanatory look at broadcast so you have cable copyright also protect sound or television broadcast or rebroadcast by cable program satellite program or wireless telegraphy or, or, or wire or both so these are the things that copyright covers and copyright law protects so it's important that we have this foundation be moving forward thank you Thank you for the foundation for taking us back and giving us a basic foundation on where to start with. Now, most content on social media do not have that tag. This this content is protected by copyright, you know. Now, does the absence of a copyright notice have an effect on the protection of someone's content under the copyright law or can someone still get sued? The answer is no. The absence of a copyright notice does not have any effect or does not take away the rights that someone has on his or her work. If it is a copyrightable work, we keep going back to that. If it satisfies those two requirements that makes for any work to be copyrightable, right? So the fact that I did not put a notice and it does not at all now this is what we must also know about copyright the moment any work of any creative work is created that is copyrightable or that has been copyrighted the person who creates that work the creator automatically has automatically has ownership over that work it's just like our fundamental rights for instance it's copyright it's a kind of inalienable right something that goes with the person you don't need any further ado for you to own your copyright but for the purposes of proof when your copyright uh, work has been infringed or stolen by someone or other it's very important that we have some of these notices and that is where um putting up a notice like you see some works you see them put the letter c enclosed 
in a circle. That's to tell you that this thing has copyright on it. Or you see what again? And many other ways. But one of the major ways also is to register that copyright work with the NCC system. There is um, the Nigerian Copyrights Commission's notification system. What that will help you do is that you'll have, you'll be now, you'll be issued a, a certificate for that work and that will serve as evidence for you should anyone infringe on your creative work. That's it. Now let's take it a bit further. There's a culture of giving credits as byline, you know, at the bottom of the write-up, you know, like this is the original work, this is it. And also there's, uh, you have some content often posted with that disclaimer. I do not own this content or all rights belong to the original creators respectively. You know, there's also no copyright intended, etc. These disclaimers acknowledge that copyright exists with someone else and it ignores the legal responsibilities that entail getting express permission or compensating the original creator. What's your take on this? <laughs> Very funny. I, I know this is where we have a lot of problems, you know, uh, when it comes to the issue of creative works out there. People are not very enlightened on this subject of copyright. And thank God this is one of the reasons why um, programs like this is meant to do. Uh, yeah, you're very correct. You see some people, you take up a, a good chunk of somebody's work and there's one you did not even mention. You now see them right at the bottom, copied. They'll put a hashtag, copied. It's wrong. Now, why some people do that in a very... Some people are sincere doing that, but honestly, they are sincerely wrong. They are sincerely wrong. This is the reason. There are two rationale behind copyright protection. Two rationale. Two principles underlying every copyright work. Number one is for dissemination of information. So copyright encourages people to keep creating, keep writing, keep innovating, keep producing um, intellectual works, rights that meets it, the copyright requirements that satisfies it. But that's on one aspect. The second aspect, the, the second cardinal principle is for the economic benefit of the author or the creator of that work. So here I pick up somebody's material, somebody's content, and use it for unintended purposes, other than that for which the creator or the author has made it. You find out that it has a way of impacting on the revenue that should come to the author. Let me give you an example. You just go online, you get books for free, because there are some books that are for free and all of that. Or you have some of these groups you have on WhatsApp, you have groups that their sole aim is just to share information, share books. You request for a book. It's just like a digital library. Well, that is a good thing to do. But you see that you now have these groups. You see that some groups have up to, some platform have, have up to 500 groups, 1,000. Maybe Tony writes a book today and someone is sharing that book in a group of about maybe 300 participants or 200 participants times 500 you cannot imagine that it will impact on your sales and you will not make much profit for all of the labor and all, all of the ingenuity that you've put into the work. That's one error. And another thing I find, I had a friend, and I, I'm sure this will, might sound uh, familiar. I had a friend who some years back said, I think he found something, I don't know, he was doing a work, kind of a school work. So he saw this video on is it YouTube or somewhere that really aligns with what he wanted to do. And so he asked if he could just take the video, use the video there, put 
a kind of inscription by way of attributing the source. It doesn't always work that way. When you just pick up somebody's video, then you now put um, probably beneath it and say, this is gotten from the... No. You have to get the express and written permission of the owner of that work, of the author, of the creator of that work, for you to be able to use it. It's not enough for you to just attribute, to say, okay, I already attributed now that this is not coming from me. This is from this person. You don't have that right because of what I said. The second principle, cardinal principle that underlies copyright protection, it seeks to you know, uh, protect the economic interest of creators of works. All of these disclaimers that we see online, copied, and copyright, and all of this is, and many more that you've mentioned. If you are found wanting, the law will not excuse you. So it's very important, although there's another aspect to it. We talked about it the last time we were here. It's called the principle of substantiality. Well, if what you are taking is not substantial enough, and the law has a way of determining all of this, substantial as to injure the economic you know, benefit of the author, then that could pass. But where you are taking a whole chunk of the work and all of the things that I've mentioned earlier, that may be very, to be to that person's detriment. So that's it. So a lot of people would argue that when they share these okay. contents and they attribute okay. and they put that this is the original person, they're helping the person okay. to go viral and they're helping the person okay. to market his services. To them, it is free, okay. free marketing. And it wouldn't really hurt the person. Even if direct money or monies will not go to the person, the person becomes popular. Now, can this protect or exclude someone from liability or from getting sued? Thank you very much. Uh, two things I want our listeners to take from here. Once you are able to appreciate the cardinal principles that underlies copyright, um, you will not have a problem should you find yourself in this situation. Let, uh, I repeat, what are the two cardinal principles? Number one, copyright seeks to encourage dissemination of information. So if you have, for instance, you see, you see artists, musical artists and other content creators usually appreciate it, especially musical artists, when their songs are being you know, aired on radio and other streaming platforms that are legitimate. Why? Because like you said, it helps the music to go viral and, you know, they start getting sponsorship and getting bookings and all of that. That's very fine. There's no problem about that. But where you are pushing someone's work because you have an ulterior motive such that it can impuge or affect the negatively the economic benefit of the author, then that is where we have problem. So if you are just pushing it for probably educational purposes, it's fine. But where you are doing that for commercial or ulterior commercial reasons, then you, the, the, um, the person may be liable or will be liable for um, having infringed the copyright of the creator of the work that he or she is distributing. Okay, now where we get to the point where maybe someone has already infringed now, does removing the content which is infringed upon absolve someone from the liability of infringing on someone's copyright? So I have someone's content and the person says, oh, this is my content. Or someone else says, I realize that it is someone else's content and I take it down. Does taking it down absolve me from the liability? It depends on what the person, as in the owner of the work, wants. 
right? It depends, actually. There's something called cease and desist, right? It's a kind of letter that we send. Okay, let me bring it in, in a very practical term. So you infringe on my work and I got to know about it, right? And then I asked you to probably take it down. Is that it? Yes. If I am the one asking you to take it down and you do that, then of course you'll be absorbed of any liability that should have followed after. But where what you have done, the damage, you've caused colossal damage that may taking down the contents will not solve. Then um, depending on what the owner of the work wants to achieve from that, then uh, just taking it down may not save you from a possible suit. But usually when we have copyright infringement like this, it usually starts with that cease and desist letter that I mentioned where you'll be greeting the author or the owner of the works will write you to tell you to take down this thing. And if you comply with that, that's usually the first step, though. If the damage is not colossal, I think that should suffice. Now, the discussion around these infringements do not sound very weighty and real until we switch it up a bit with, you know, the kind of sanctions, examples. So how severe can these sentences get if someone gets convicted for these infringements in Nigeria? Just give us a couple of examples. The truth is the Nigeria Copyright Act, we still have a long way to go, honestly. We still have a long way to go in Nigeria when it comes to awarding damages, honestly. We still have a long way to go. We need to review the law. We need to review our law. It's very poor. Unlike what you have in other crimes, right? Our laws in Nigeria needs to be reviewed. You have a case where someone's rights or copyright work was infringed probably in the millions and at the end of the day after spending so much time money and resources in court you get a very pitiable sum as award for damages and it's very very pathetic it's very very pathetic unlike what we have in other crimes the united states for instance discovered that the internet was already disrupting you know, and changing ordinances of businesses across board. The major things that the United States did was to pass out a law called DMC, the Digital Millennial Copyright Act, to cover for all of those things that the previous Copyright Act or the or the ones before it could not cater for. Now, I'll give you an instance. Recently, uh, okay, that should be last year, you know her, Onyeka Owenu, the icon, yeah. right? She won an IP suit against Hero King, this... Um, Media platform, yeah, Irokin, yeah, Irokin. Yeah. That Irokin sold and distributed her songs without her consent, right? And you can imagine how much money Irokin would have made from selling and distributing Onyeka Owenu's song without her content. Yeah, guess what? When the court will award. Um, damages. It awarded in Onyeka Wenu's favor. It awarded damages of 500,000 Naira. And as much as she was happy that she won the case on behalf of every intellectual property owner, she lamented that the damages awarded by the court was not commensurate with the loss occasioned by the infringement. This is Onyeka Wenu. This is last year though. So you see that we have a long way to go and this is where we need to really review our laws because the present copyright law is act is weak to cater for some of these 
exigencies. Thank you. Wow. Okay. That's beautiful. Information is at the heart and center of development. And let's all be wary and be informed. Though the laws seem weak now, you really don't want to be on the wrong side of the law. We've been speaking to an associate at Infusion Lawyers and a member of the Policy and Regulations Committee at CBAN. CBAN is stakeholders in Blockchain Technology Association of Nigeria. It's a self-regulatory body in Nigeria's emerging blockchain industry. He advises on intellectual property, information technology, and startup law. Our guest has been Gib easy thank you for the time and for the insights you're welcome tony it's always a pleasure thanks for listening and don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com